Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here. Today, we have another incredible author joining us, Rhonda Mancy. And Rhonda, you have recently released a new book, Wavering Hope, How I Found Strength in My Storm, gratitude in my grief, and joy in my journey. And so I'm really excited to have you on the show today, hear your story in the process of releasing this, this book that actually was released last week. I mean, we're, we're a few days in, so this is the very beginning of your journey to release this book. So I'm excited to be a part of it. So how are you today, Rhonda? Such a pleasure to have you. Hey, Dallas. I am well. Thank you so much. And I am excited to be here. So again, thank you. I look forward to talking to you. Mm-hmm. And Rhonda, you are an author, educator, and mentor. And so mm-hmm. how did those things play into your faith? And how did those help you write the book? Just tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, so gosh, my authorship um, came about because I knew that I had a story to tell. Um, of course, being a Christian, our life's work and walk is pretty much, I feel, for other people. And so I try to use my experiences, whatever they are, in a way that I can share my life story with other people, you know, to give them hope and encouragement and those types of things. And so not only as an author, but even as an educator, when I teach um, college students, I exhibit the light of Christ. I show them without really telling them that there is something more for them. And I hold them up to much higher expectations because of it. And typically they have risen to those high expectations, which has Mm -hmm. been truly, truly rewarding. Yeah, that is incredible. And so you're currently teaching right now. Is that right? That is correct. Yes. I'm an adjunct um, human services professor. And so I teach people who want to get in the helping profession, such as social work, nonprofit management, things along that line, how to use best practices to use their lives to serve others, which is wow. what I'm all about. Yeah. I love that. It's Pretty the work cool. that makes you feel good, right? <laughs> I like Absolutely. That That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. For sure. What do you think has been the most exciting part about helping people study in this area? Wow. You know, I can honestly say hearing their their stories about why they even signed up for the classes, usually they've come from a hard place. And so they want to use their lives to help others not go into those same places, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe they grew up in an abused home and now they want to be a social worker or an advocate in family services and Mm -hmm. to see where they have come from and to help them to get where they want to go and use their life 
to help others is really profound. And what I like about it a lot, too, is that they tell me that they didn't realize how important their work was. And by mm -hmm. taking my class, of course, they can really see how it all ties together. That is just one big, beautiful tapestry, if you will. Yeah. And would you say that your faith gives you this advantage in that class where you can kind of give people the, I mean, I'm sure that there are restrictions of what you can and can't say in the classroom, but what would you say about that? Yeah, my faith, it really, it plays a huge component of my teaching in the classroom. Um, and true enough, sometimes I have to be careful because my faith is who I am, right? And mm -hmm. so I, I have to rein it in at times. But I let them know that we're here for a bigger purpose. That is kind of my how I frame it. And I also talk a lot about legacy. So I can talk about legacy without talking about faith, right? But it's just so funny because when I ask the students, you know, what is your legacy? Oftentimes they say they have not even thought about it, you know, what that means. And so we'll delve into that. And I'm so big about leaving a legacy and I tell them why I teach them. And some of them have even responded, Miss Mincy, we're your legacy, mm -hmm. you know, because of what you're pouring into us. Now we can then pour it into other people. And believe it or not, though, surprisingly, they've not even thought about that before. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we we must even as young people think about, okay, why are we here? What's the big picture? What's the plan and purpose, you know, for my life? And how can I make it happen? Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So let's go into your book a little bit. So what led you to write this book? You had all these amazing, amazing experiences helping people help people, but then you wrote this book, Unwavering Hope. And so let's talk about that. Yeah. So I wrote this book. This was my third book. And I wrote this book because after COVID, the pandemic and everything brought with it, mm -hmm. I saw such a need of or for people to be encouraged. I I am such a an intuitive and and I I I get people's emotions deeply, right? And so would see people on television and I never forget one instance when this a nurse and I think she was a doctor actually but because of this the stresses of COVID and everything that was going on she wound up taking her life wow. and that broke my heart it literally I mean I was I was crying like I knew her and I saw so many other people or heard stories about people just wanting to give up, right? They were seeking answers that they could not find. And I, I knew that I had hope. And if I had hope, even through all of that, then I wanted to share with people my source of hope, right? Mm -hmm. And so I began writing the book, but it was put on hold because, and I know why it was put on hold, which I will share, but my mother got ill. She became ill. And so she was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. Wow. And yeah, so I had to put everything on hold and to take care of mom and all of that. But I never forgot the book. And I know that 
part of the reason it was put on hold was because God wanted me to share my journey, how he showed up for me during my deepest, darkest moments of um, taking care of my mom. And um, I, I was able to do that because the book would not be complete without me sharing my journey of, of, of the, the grieving process, of the caring process, of the God showing up process, I mean, of everything. And so I was able to pull all of that together and include that in this book, um, Unwavering Hope. And so that is the reason why I wrote it primarily to give others a reason to hang on and to let them know that there is hope for them, regardless of the situation. Mm -hmm. And I know that people need this book, Dallas, because when I was telling them I was writing it, they started asking, are you finished with it yet? Oh, my gosh, I need it. I mean, people from different parts of the world um, to people who are in their 80s, they are they are asking me, when is it ready? Wow. So it just confirms to me that, yes, my reason, my inspiration the the thought you know that I had to impart hope into the world um, is so timely and it is so needed and that's that is really the inspiration behind it. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Introducing the Dainty Cross Necklace for Girls, a stunning Christian pendant that holds five charms, including three engraved faith symbols. Embrace God's love with every step wearing this meaningful necklace. Packaged in a reusable organic cotton pouch, it's a perfect gift choice. Crafted from durable stainless steel, it's gentle on sensitive skin. Spread love and faith with this elegant piece. Get yours today on Amazon now. Are you ready to transform your financial future? Join Dave, a personal finance expert, on the Save Like Dave podcast. Discover proven strategies to save, invest, and retire with over $1 million, even on an average income. Tune in for actionable advice and real-life success story. Don't miss out. Start your journey to financial freedom today. Listen to the Save Like Dave podcast now. Yeah. And I love that you said that this book would not be complete without the grief part. And so sometimes we have oh to go gosh. on hold. Sometimes we have to go through grief, you know, and the Lord teaches us through that and strengthens us and we get to depend on him even more. And though it's not comfortable, but it's valuable, right? I know so oh, many I times so I look that. back, oh, the grief, the grief, I don't want to be here, but I'm grateful for what I learned in the process, right? And so thank you for, for what yeah. you're sharing in your book, Rhonda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and here's the thing. I remember, and I so co-signed with what you're saying. I remember when I was going through all of the heaviness, the darkness, everything, dealing with my mom's situation, I saw God show up for me. And I told him this. I said, once I get to the other side, I am going to tell people about how you got me through. And so that is this is my promise that mm -hmm. I'm sharing my story, right? And like you say, we don't want to be in those hard places. But what I what I feel about that is that those hard places aren't just for us. 
it's not just for us. My story was not just for me. So yeah, it's a matter of how do I turn my pain into a gain? And how can I truly make this useful for other people as well? Yeah. yeah. Something else you talk about in your story is about addiction. So we talked about a little of the loss, the grief, poverty, and addiction. So what else can you talk about those things in your story? Yeah. So here's the thing. So regarding the addictions, thankfully, I've not personally experienced those. However, I interviewed seven people for my book and um, two of them told their stories about both poverty and drug addictions and how they got through both of those. So that was just fascinating um, for me the loss, even after um, losing my mom, that was so very challenging, um, needless to say. But what I found out is that going through that grieving process was was necessary, right? I, I learned so much. And what I did, I went to grief support, uh, a grief support group, and they were truly instrumental in giving me a space because family and friends can only do so much when we're hurting or when we're dealing with whatever it is we're dealing with. And so for me to show up at the grief support group and then surprisingly to me, I gave them so much encouragement because of my faith, which is something you really don't talk about in those spaces. But I could not help but share how God was healing me and helping me to move forward in spite of losing someone so close to me. In fact, they would ask me at the end of our sessions to just say a few words of encouragement Mm-hmm. of inspiration. And I'm smiling because I, I cannot even believe it. Here I am, you know, thinking I'm coming to get support and then actually um, providing support. But all of that was because they saw this light in me that mm-hmm. even though Rhonda is going through and they're sitting there just in awe of how in the world can she smile and yeah. how can she go forth and they wanted to know and I would tell them listen it's not me this is God oh my this is God through me and so yeah they would want me to say a few words and close them out and it was just it's just beautiful yeah isn't that incredible that even though you are suffering God can use us and I think that we can apply that in so many areas of our life that even when we're suffering even when we're going through it ourselves we're all going through life. You know, we're all trying to figure it out. But if we're intentional and if we allow God to use us, he will. If we go out, I'm a missionary in Brazil, Rhonda. I don't know if you caught that, but mm-hmm. I don't always do ministry every day. Mm-hmm. But if I go out of my house with an open heart, there's always an opportunity everywhere I go. And so maybe that kind of breaks that conventional, what is a missionary, right? But if you open up your heart, anyone could be a missionary. If you allow yourself Mm. to be used by God anywhere in the world, even in your own family, God can use you. And so I think just as in your story, how you went to that support group, they saw a light in you because it's not, how can you have Jesus in you and not have a light shining out? You know what I mean? 
you mm-hmm. have to. I mean, that's that's the fun part. That's the good stuff. And so whenever you're able to go out and people can see you and see the light of Christ in you, we're we're winning. You know, that's amazing. So thank you, Ronnie, yeah, yeah, for, yeah, for, for sharing sure. that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, love it. Another part of your story, you talk about resilience a lot. This is kind of a, a running theme in your book. And so as as I'm in Brazil, I always say Brazilians are resilient. It just goes together. It just rhymes. It just mm. sounds good. And they are. <laughs> and so what do you talk about about resilience in your book? Yeah. So, oh my gosh, resilience is just so important for us all, right? Mm-hmm. Because how do we maintain, how do we keep going if we are, if we are unable to bounce back? And so we have to, we have to be resilient. We have to um, know how to continue and to persevere. And one way that I am resilient is, for one, I look at my track record, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're in the throes of things and we can forget about our accomplishments, what we've actually done. So mm-hmm. just a reminder of how we've overcome something is encouragement for us to continue to keep going. So that is one way I am resilient. Another way, of course, is that I pray, right? Mm-hmm. I pray. Um, and I trust in God's promises. And I know that with them, I cannot fail. And so it they fortify me, if you will, to keep going, you know, to go harder, to go stronger, to keep pushing. Um, and then also I'm resilient because I practice gratitude. I'm so very grateful. And you know, when I focus on the things that I'm thankful for, it takes away my thinking about the negative aspects of things. Yeah. So, yeah, just focusing in on being thankful for the everyday, but nothing in particular, right? And then we can see how we how we can truly overcome. And you mentioned the Brazilians, and I, I mentioned the people that I met in Africa, some of them and their resilience. And it's so inspiring to see how one can overcome regardless of their situation. So mm-hmm. I speak highly about, you know, being resilient, being able to bounce back and being able to move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are valuable skills that we need to have in life to bounce back because COVID, I mean, we talked about it, you know, it's that nasty word nobody wanted to deal with. But if we could bounce back from that, you know, what what can't stop us? You know what I mean? If God is for us, who can be against us? I mean, absolutely. God has so much for us. And so talking about Africa a little bit. So you are the founder of Hope String, Hope Springs Africa. And so how do you incorporate this message of unwavering faith, unwavering hope into this work with people in Rwanda? Yes. So, oh, wow. I tell you, seeing those people um, just having the opportunity to the blessing to meet some of the people there was truly life changing for me. And their definition of difficulty is different from the West definition of difficulty and hardship. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's hardcore. It's hardcore. And so our, our hard, our, I would say ours is more of an inconvenience than anything, yes, right? Absolutely. It's, it's just, it's amazing. It's remarkable. Um, 
differences, right? We kind of take things for granted. But what I found out with the people in Rwanda is, and that's just it. And so what nor is God a respecter of places. So what do I mean by that? Regardless of where they are in the deepest jungle um, or village, that God still sees them. He still hears them and he still answers them. And so that is primarily my message for them. My encounter was just truly divine. And because of my encountering one little girl, now I'm providing water filters for a whole village. And this was for a family who didn't have anything at all. I mean, when I say nothing, I don't mean like nothing, like we have nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, nothing at all, nothing at all. And we came bearing food for them. And, and I remember I, we did not speak the same language and I didn't, this was totally unscripted. But when I met the mother of that young girl, I told her that because I'm here, you have hope. And I want you to rest well tonight, knowing that help is on the way. Now, here I am, a lady from in, living in Bluffton, South Carolina, how many thousands of miles away from Rwanda. And then I find this little girl in the next thing you know, they had nothing. And here we come bearing food and a message of hope and being able to get, get them in school because they didn't have tuition, unlike yeah. in the States, right? So I, we paid for their tuition. We got them uniforms. We got them mattresses because they were sleeping on bricks for crying out loud, you know? And so the message is that regardless of where you are in the world, God can reach you. He will mm. put it on the heart of someone millions of miles away to get on an airplane. They don't even know why they're going over there. Mm -hmm. But yet... He's already aligned it for your paths to cross. And so that is my message for them, to have unwavering hope, hope that doesn't shift, hope that is 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 that is 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 steady yeah. for them, that God hears and God answers. Yeah. I think that's amazing. Even when they least to... when they least expect it, yes. It takes me back to that verse talking about God feeds the birds. He takes care of the flowers and even the most beautiful flower, Solomon in his temple didn't have the even the nicest clothes mm -hmm. as this beautiful flower that God prepares every single day, every single day he's providing. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's amazing. I remember also going into the villages in Asia where it was the same way where we would show mm -hmm. up into a village and just the atmosphere changes because you just bring hope with you. You bring Jesus with you, you know, and things change. The atmosphere shifts. And so yes, it's it's so incredible when we have this opportunity to go into those other places where hope is so far from the reality, yes. right? Yes. And so yes. I think it's a great message for us, even in the West, to remember, hey, we are we need mm -hmm. to be so grateful because we have so many advantages that a lot of other people in the world don't have or don't have access to, you know. And so that's a great reminder for all of us. I'm on missions and I'm I'm being convicted today, even like, oh wow, this is so true. Yeah. They need hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need Jesus. They need hope. They need Jesus. They need light. They need life. And when I came to that lady, I didn't know what I was going to say, mm. but she needed me. And I tell you what, she went away rejoicing. It's just amazing how 
if we just use what we have, Dallas, we don't have to, to think we don't have enough yeah. or we don't have to get it perfect or we don't have to have the right message before we get out there and open our mouths, right? Mm -hmm. We just have to have the love of Christ and yeah. make ourselves available and he will use us just as we are right where we are to mm -hmm. minister to someone and turn their whole lives around. If we can think about that, or we can grasp our head around that, even when we're going through, right? Yeah. Even when I was going through, I was writing this book. It was hard for me because I was reliving painful memories, mm -hmm. but I knew that it was a gift for someone. So regardless of where we are, in our lives, right? We can be the vessel for hope. Yeah. You know, we are, we are salt. We are light. Mm -hmm. And how can we be light if we allow ourselves to be depressed or to, to feel down or, you know, to feel like we're not enough? So I know I kind of ventured off a little bit on that, but it ties no, I like back it. I like it, the... and I'm going to touch on that again, actually, because this is something that's in my heart. I feel like I should say mm. that ministry isn't just meeting the physical need. So many times right. we imagine I'm going mm. to Africa, I'm going to Asia, I'm going to these places to meet the need. They're hungry, they're mm. thirsty, mm. they need clothes, mm. right? Mm -hmm. But if we look at the ministry of Jesus, he didn't just meet the need; he gave them mm. freedom from their sin, mm. right? He gave mm. them redemption. All of those things. Mm -hmm. And so when we go to do ministry, or if you get to take part in a short-term mission trip or get to fund somebody else to do ministry, it's not just meeting the physical need, it's their eternal needs as well. And so Jesus emphasized on that, you know, what's he, he so many parables of him doing this and so many stories of him going in and healing people or meeting the physical need and giving them freedom. And so I just wanted to, to say that as well, that let's pray for those people that get the opportunity to go. And I hope that you have another opportunity, Rhonda, to go back to Rwanda. Do you have any plans to yes. visit back? Yes, we're planning to go back. We meaning my husband and I, we're planning to go back next year. Um, but right now, yeah, right now we're still um, ministering. We're still providing. We're still praying for. It's just so exciting. And, and I didn't plan any of this, but God saw it. Here's the thing, and I will say this. When I got on the airplane, I said, Lord, use me mightily. I didn't know what that meant, right? Mm -hmm. So again, I'm talking about the heart of us yeah. and the availability of us. And I honestly think because I said that, that that is exactly what happened, right? So we, we can't be timid when we're getting out there doing the work of the Lord. We want him to just use us in a mighty way. And so, yeah, we do plan to go back next year. And I'm I'm so excited to see the people on the ground again. Um, and again, what you mentioned too, when you, what you mentioned, when you said that it's about freedom that they also get, absolutely. The, the little girl who I saw, she was eight years old, but how about now she is the one who is reading the Bible to her whole family tonight who would have thought that right mm -hmm. thought it but honestly believe because she saw god listen to me the whole family they saw god show yeah. up and that was in me a stranger from the u.s who knows what they had been praying for or if they had been praying they knew was that a miracle stood before them yeah 
That is so powerful. And don't you want to be a part of the miracle in people's <laughs> lives? All, all of our listeners today, don't you want to be a miracle? Don't you want to be a vessel for God to work through you? Because once you taste it, once God uses you to help somebody else or to bring freedom, mm. my goodness, nothing else compares. Nothing else mm. compares. And so yeah, I just I want to encourage our audience totally. today. Read this book. Yeah. Check out this book, Unwavering Hope. Yeah. Find it on Amazon. This has been released for several days now, a couple of days now. So get get one of the first hundred copies. Let's go. This is amazing. And so thank you so much, yeah. Rhonda, for visiting today and sharing a little bit about your story and all the testimonies that you've you've been able to experience. And so anything else you want to share with our audience today? Oh, yes. Well, what I want to share is that this book is not just uh, a book, right? It is, it is not just a memoir. It's truly... Mm -hmm a guide to thrive. It, it, it is breathed through God. It is inspired. It is such inspiration um, that I, I knew I poured my heart and soul into it, right? Mm -hmm. And the readers will certainly get a message from it and they will be inspired. They will reflect back on their lives and what they can do now to be a vessel, to be helping you know someone else mm -hmm. regardless of their situation so that is what I will say and another thing um, part of the proceeds do go to Hope Springs Africa the nonprofit. so not only will the readers benefit from reading this book but it does help us to provide clean drinking water to the remote villages in Rwanda for those people there and I'm just so thankful to be able to use my life, yeah. my story, my pain um, to give others life and hope. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if I can have you end our time together with a prayer, that would be excellent. Absolutely. Lord, I just thank you for this day, this moment. I thank you for the host, Dallas. I thank you for the listeners right now, Lord. And we just ask that you meet everyone right where they are. And for those who are down or discast or depressed, Lord, we speak life and light and hope into them right now, dear Lord. And for those who have a calling to do something bigger, to do something greater than themselves, Lord, may they find the opportunity, just put it right in front of them, Lord. And may they not, um, may they not hold back from it. May they just grasp it and go forth with it, dear Lord. And for those in ministry, Lord, bless their ministry. Help them, give them everything that they need, dear Lord. And we just thank you for this moment. We just thank you for what's breaking forth in everyone's lives who are listening here today. It is in your son, Jesus Christ's name, that we ask of all the things, the glory, the honor, and the praise. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. With your host, Pastor Chris Busher, Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.